everyone. This is Alicia from the Call for Convent Reform podcast. Um, if you are finding this podcast, uh, for one, thank you so much for listening. Um, and two, there I actually have a blog. Um, you can also look up. Um, and on that blog, there are different articles um, about uh, concerns uh like abuse that are happening in religious life and in, in different convents, different stories, different books have come out. Um, uh, there are also some uh, stories from former religious who have written on the blog. Right now, everyone that has written on the blog has done it anonymous, anonymously. Um, if you are listening and you are a former religious and you'd like to share your story on the blog um, or even like to sit down for a talk with me, um, for a podcast, I'm completely up for that. Um, I think the more we get different people's stories out, um, the more, uh, credibility we have on our side and the, the more impact we have and possibly changing something. So, um, just like, just wanted to let you know, um, that is, um, convent reform dot wordpress.com uh convent reform all all together dot wordpress.com um and you can learn a little more about me um if you're interested and um of course go on the blog or if you want to contact me that's a great way to contact me as well so just letting you know that that is out there um, so today I wanted to address the issue of superiors and um, I'm going to take what I've, what I've experienced, what I've heard, um, what I've, what I've heard from other former religious um, and kind of consolidate it into what I think part of the problem is um, and why a lot of superiors end up becoming really bullies and brutes. Um, and, um, so it's unfortunate, but, um, I, you know, uh, if you follow my blog or my podcast, or if you've even heard of former religious who have come out with their stories, you'll probably hear stories of them talking about their superiors, especially novice mistresses tend to be really bad. Um, mine was horrible. So, um, I, I want to kind of go into why that may be, um, and, uh, kind of explore that. So, um, from what I have seen, um, you know, let me, let me go back a little bit. Unfortunately, a lot of superiors, um, tend to become, when they become a superior, they can be brutish, they can be overly controlling, um, not letting sisters make, you know, even the slightest decision, um, just, you know, being cruel and, and, and gaslighting people and, and playing psychological games, um, all kinds of stuff, right? And I think it's a cycle. Um, 
there might be other things involved as well. Um, for instance, in the past, not all women were uh, checked for uh, mental illnesses and stuff before they enter the convent. Um, but uh, so that might that might be a part of it. I don't know. Um, you know, as a Christian, and if you know basic Christian theology, you've, you've read a few books of the New Testament, you should have something of an idea of what a Christian should be like and how they should act. Um, so, you know, Jesus himself, you know, he could be firm and he told the truth about things. He didn't mince words, but we know he's all loving. He's all merciful. And that's how every Christian should be, right? That's the ideal, you know? But unfortunately, for some reason, that gets overlooked. And it, it, you know, some of it, you know, might be the evil one who wants to always break up, you know, people who are trying to be closer to God and, and follow follow God a little closer. Um, that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Um, but it, it is it is sad that, you know, religious life is supposed to be trying to live in this ideal of Christian living and, you know, being loving and patient and um, all those things St. Paul talks about, right? Love is kind, love is patient. Um, and, you know, unfortunately for too many in religious life, they don't find that from their superiors. Um, and in fact, they can find the opposite. Um, I've personally have found since leaving the convent that I am treated better by people in everyday life who um, most most of them probably don't even follow any sort of religion whatsoever than the people that I lived with and who are supposed to be my quote-unquote family. Um, in fact, when I've told, when I've leaked out some of the information, you know, I usually don't tell people a lot because I don't want to scandalize them, but, you know, when I've told people some things, they're like, what? Like, you know, they, they did that, did that to you? You know, um, it's definitely not healthy. It's not, it's definitely not healthy on a Christian standard, but even, you know, a person of goodwill who is not religious can look at these things and be like, something's not right here. This is not how you should treat another human being. And, you know, superiors I, I'm going to say, unfortunately, they have so much control over another human being. Um, and since being in that environment and, and, and since hearing and seeing other people that have been in, in similar situations and have been mistreated, it's kind of scary, you know, when you enter religious life, you give someone else all this authority over you, right? Um, you know, religious take vows of poverty, obedience, 
um, and chastity. And the one that is always stressed, at least in, in my religious life, um, probably in others, was obedience, right? I mean, it was always the crowning jewel of religious life. And it was used in such a manipulative way. Um, you know, in what other area of Christian living do we have, we have such a profound obedience to people that even if they're harming us, um, even if they're doing things that are questionable, that we can't question them. You know, um, you know, and in, in what universe is is that okay, right? Um, in my own situation, the the longer I was in religious life, the one thing that really kept coming back to me, and I I really tried to squash it because. I was like, no, I have to be good. You know, I have to be obedient. I have to be a good religious because I have a vocation. But I squashed it in myself. And I probably shouldn't have because it probably would have saved me a lot of trouble. But the one thing that really was um, suppressed is that the idea of free thinking, um, of questioning, you weren't allowed to question things. You weren't allowed to wonder why if someone gave you an order and it, um, if a superior gave you an obedience and it went, you know, in contrast to, or it, um, uh, was in conflict with something else, you couldn't question it. Right. It was like all logic, um, was thrown out the window that happened more and more with my schedule. The longer I was in the convent. Um, I was, I was asked to do things that were almost humanly impossible just because I was supposed to fit so much stuff into my day. And, um, I was just more and more was piled on until I, 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 I really, I wasn't saying all my prayers and everything every day. And I was supposed to get a dispensation at the end of the day of the day, um, if that happened from my superior and it just got to the point, I was just like, I, you know, I'd rather just not tell her than go to her and be yelled at because, you know, according to her words, I was dawdling. If I didn't get things done in time, I was dawdling, even though, you know, I was working in the dining room all day. I had so many prayers I had to say, and I worked at night until about 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. Um, and they got up at like six, uh, 20, six, yeah. Um, the next day. Um, so, and I, I I'm, I'm going to do another episode because, um, another part of uh, another aspect of all this is that it makes women who are in religious life almost infantile. And I've, I had a really good conversation with another former religious who was in religious life much longer than I was. And um, it, it was really informative because she really enlightened me and, and a lot of what she was saying really rung true. And I, and 
And what she told me and what we were talking about is that it, you know, um, these women that in a religious life are made almost like infants, you know, they, and a lot of women that leave, and I I know I'm saying women, but this happens to men religious too. But um, a lot of religious that leave will say that once they leave, you know, the convent monastery, um, that they can't make decisions for themselves. That, you know, something as simple as uh, choosing a meal on a menu at a restaurant um, is overwhelming for them because they have been so trained that everything they do, um, everything they say, everything that, you know, every decision is made by a superior. And I have to say that is just so unhealthy. Um, that's so unhealthy for the human person, especially an adult. Um, that that aspect of it is is very cultish, right? Um, I I it's been hard for me to come to this conclusion, but um, I think a lot of religious life is very cultish. Um, and there shouldn't be cults in the Catholic Church. Of course, cult comes from, you know, like a, any kind of religion is a cult, but I'm talking about bad cults, right? Um, like when you think of cult, um, you know, that's, that's what I'm, I'm referring to, like Heaven's Gate and stuff. Um, there shouldn't be cults in, re- in the Catholic Church. And there are in religious life. Um, that will be another episode at some point because um, I- I've listened to some uh, people that are uh, have worked with cults and cult, you know, ex cult members and everything, and and they they know the signs of cults. And every time I hear about the the red flags for a cult, it always reminds me of of a religious order, of your typical religious order, and and it's sad. Because that should not be happening, okay? Um, obedience shouldn't be used as a way to uh, strip someone of their humanity, of their intelligence, of their of their free will. You know, um, it it it's really supposed to be used to guide them um, as a superior to guide them into. Um, you know, following their, following God's will, right? Not, not your will, not, not, you know, uh, sister superior or brother superior's will or father superior's will, God's will, right? And unfortunately, too much of it is following sister superior's will or brother superior's will or father superior's will, which is wrong (laughs) and it's not right. And just because Sister Superior wants something done a certain way, that's not God's will. That's your will, Sister. Okay? Um, there are so many stupid rules in, in, in religious life when I was there. Just, just stupid, right? Like, when I put, a, when I put my bed, when I put a, a, a case on my pillow on my bed, I had to make sure that, you know, how there's 
you put a case on a pillow and one side is closed and the other side is open, right? I had a, no one ever came into my room. No one was allowed to ever come into my room, but I was supposed to make sure that the pillow, the closed side of the pillow was facing the door in case a doctor or someone ever came in. It's just like, what? Um, I was supposed to do my bed a certain way, which I tried, but it took forever. And so I made an adapted version, which we always put these huge covers over um, our beds anyway, these whole, huge comforters. Um, but, it, you know, if my superior had checked, I would have gotten in trouble because I didn't do it exactly the right way that I was supposed to do it, even though my bed was made. So it's just stupid stuff. And your whole life as a religious, if you're living in one of these communities, is just inundated with these stupid, awful, ridiculous, dumb ass rules, right? It's not, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, don't be rubbing up against, you know, the handsome man uh, in the kitchen working for us or you know, it, 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 you know, it's not the, the big stuff that they're worried about. It's a little tiny things. And I was always told that, that I, I always looked at big things and not little things. Um, cause you know, you can never appease them. You can never appease people that, that always have these stupid high and ridiculous standards. And, um, just a quick note on, on this subject, <laughs> Before I get into um, my synopsis, uh, I remember my my novice my novice mistress, who I said before was just a very cruel, um, cruel and uh, I, I'm sure there's another word in there. Um, I could I could think of a five letter word that starts with a B, but I won't use that word. Just not a nice person. Just not a good Christian person. Um, she thought she was because she had been religious for all these years, but she was not. So one of the rules for me was that I had to keep everything in my room pristine in case anyone ever came into my room, including my drawers. So my my drawers that um, like in my uh, desk. Um, um, and, and the mother house we had, there were like drawers that were built into the wall. Um, all those had to be like nice and organized. Right. So I was giving, you know, I was always given these little stupid jobs. And one time I was given a job to go into each sister's room and to replace the palm, um, during, um, Easter Triduum. So I was supposed to replace the palm in, in everyone's room with new palm. Um, and, uh, so I was going around doing that and I got into my novice mistress's room. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to check, you know, no one, no one's around. No one's in the building. I'm going to check. So I pulled her drawer open and it was an absolute mess. And I'm thinking to myself, what a hypocrite, right? Like, you know, she tells me to do something and, and stresses how much I need to do it, but good golly, she's not going to do it herself. So, um, 
What I can say about superiors and part of the problem is that a lot of these women, when they enter, you know, um, in religious life, um, they like to use the word superior. And if you're not a superior, a subordinate, right? (laughs) You're a subordinate, um, which is kind of a negative word, especially in today's world. But um, so, you know, a lot of these sisters have been subordinates for decades, years before they become superior, if they ever do become a superior. And during that time, they are mistreated by their superiors, right? They're given these awful, uh, you know, these awful jobs. They're giving all these stupid rules. Um, they're, you know, made absolute miserable for years, decades by their superiors. Um, Mary Johnson, I'm not a huge fan of her, but the Turning Podcast, if you've heard of that, about Mother Teresa's sisters and some of the issues with them, um, it was based largely off a book that Mary Johnson, who was a former missionary charity, wrote. And in one of the podcasts that they did on the Turning Podcast, she mentioned this, how she eventually became a superior and for a while, she just wanted to be so mean. And she, and she she said, you know, I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be like these people who had, had treated me so badly. Um, my own superior, um, my own mother general, told me a story um, where, because she said, oh, you know, we had one of these heart-to-heart talks, right? Um And she said, you know, one day you're going to be superior because I was the only young person around. And she said, um, uh, when I was a a young sister, there was another sister here that is no longer with us. Um, And we were talking one day and, you know, the superior that they had back in the old days, they would tell stories about her and she was horrible. And um, this this uh, superior back in the old old days had done something or said something that was just you know mean to these younger sisters. And so the current mother general, as a young sister and another young sister, were talking, and the young the other young sister said, um, "Well, you know what? When I become a superior." I'm just going to be as mean as her. and I'm just going to make everyone miserable. Um, and, and, you know, the mother general, the young version of her said, well, you know, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to make people as miserable as she's making you miserable? You know, but I think that's kind of the, the mentality that goes into this, that, you know, um, I, I would love to hear like a psychologist, um, ideas of 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 this kind of mentality and this kind of thinking but um it, it it's kind of common for women who have been mistreated for so many years that when they become superiors they turn into the very people that they hated you know and that mistreated them and that they you know stayed up all night 
you know, crying because they said some horrible thing about they become those people when they become superiors instead of, you know, becoming better and becoming nicer and changing things and being the change. Um, that that's kind of what happens. And I've heard this, um, multiple times from different people. Um, I mean, I know the, one of the founding superiors of my order that I was in and they started in the fifties. So they're not that old. Um, that one, that founding superior, there were sisters that would tell stories of her and how she treated them. And, you know, this, this, this is stuff that happened like 50 years ago, 40 years ago. And these sisters would get a tear in their eye and get watery eyed telling, retelling these stories years and years later from how a superior treated them. One, one such story was because the sister, as a young sister, hadn't washed her soap, um, like her, uh, what do you call that? Like a soap plate. Um, she hadn't washed that out. It, it was, it was, you know, f- not clean, right? It was just, she'd used it and she got ripped and, you know, ripped to pieces by the superior because her soap dish wasn't clean. Which is absolutely incredible to think about. <laughs> you know, you think Jesus would come in and treat someone like that because they didn't have a, a soap dish clean? Um, and, and this is why there needs to be change. And this is why there needs to be reform. And this also is why I really wish that women and men that are going into these, into these situations are more aware of what, what's going on. And that they start to stand up because you know what? No one deserves this crap. If someone is treating you like this and they're gaslighting you and they're, you know, getting in your face and screaming at you because you didn't clean a soap dish, then something is wrong, right? It doesn't take a genius to realize that something is wrong. And, you know, they play these games as telling you, oh, well, you have a vocation. Oh, well, you know, you really should stay here. Oh, well, if you leave right now, oh, sorry. If you leave, um, I bet you're going to lose your vocation. All these stupid things that they get to manipulate you with. And it's wrong. And it needs to stop. You know, they are not God Almighty. The superiors, the council, they're not God Almighty, right? And they might have some grace, you know, um, to say certain things or to do certain things. But that doesn't mean that gives them the right to tear people apart. That doesn't mean that gives them the right to take a, a young woman or a young man who wants to give their life to God and, and to live in and, and you know, their suffering and any life, but they want to live close to God in peace and in, and in his love and take that person and break them down until, you know, they kick them out of the convent and then, you know, you know, they're, they're yesterday's, you know, yesterday's trash. 
<sighs> this crap needs to stop. And if you are a religious superior listening to this, I don't know if any of you listen to this. Um, I really wish that you would consider how you're treating people and whether that is like Jesus. And, and if the rules that you're abiding by and the traditions and customs you're abiding by are something that Jesus Christ himself would accept. And, and don't buy and don't give me this. Oh, well, that's our tradition. That's how we've always done things. Um, you know, we do this because it helps. No, if it's if it's wrong, if it's mistreating someone, if it's hurting someone, then don't give me that bull crap. I don't want to hear it. All right. So I'll leave it there. But that's a lot of what goes on. And um, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for being supportive of, of this podcast. And um, please pray for reform in religious life. And if you're a Catholic, please pray for our church. God bless you.